0: with back to god ministries how's everyone doing today i pray that all is well in your lives that you are walking by faith and not by sight you beloved are to never give up on the lord jesus christ amen amen all right my brothers and sisters Let me just make this declaration. Remember always, the devil cares nothing about the truth. He will drag you to that lake of fire right along with him. Yes, this is why we all must repent. Therefore, There's a question on the floor today. Have you fallen into the trap as a Christian who keeps on sinning? Because if so, you're going to perish. Listen, beloved. This is what I so love about the brethren. Our beloved brother over there on Facebook, right? He posted a meme that said, There is no excuse. You'll give for what God calls sin. Repent while you can. Tomorrow is not a given. Oh, beloved, let's check out about three or four scriptures about this biblical truth. Isaiah 520. Woe, judgment is coming to those who called evil good and good evil, who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Amen. Oh, beloved, the Lord is saying judgment is coming. Now we know this whole world who rejects Jesus, they are living in a world that is completely manipulated by satan and guess what beloved we too were part of that sin sick lost dying population but now that we are in christ we must not go on willfully sinning so romans 623. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God, that is, his remarkable, overwhelming gift of grace to believers, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. So again, we see the Lord telling us what you can expect if you live a life that is characterized by sin it won't be heaven it will be this second death he's talking about being eternally separated from God over there in that lake of fire He's telling us what the wages of sin is. And then we have Matthew. Matthew 3, verses 1 and 2. Because this is the preaching of John the Baptist. It says, In those days, John the Baptist appeared, preaching in the wilderness of Judea along the western side of the Dead Sea and saying, Repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, live your life in a way that proves repentance. Seek God's purpose for your life. Amen. Beloved, that's the biblical definition, understanding of repentance. So John was saying, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen. Glory be to God. John the Baptist was the forerunner for the Messiah. He was letting the people know God is here on the earth. You must repent. You must change your mind, change that inner self of yours, your old way of thinking, regret your past sins, turn from them, turn from your wicked, evil ways, and live your life in a way that proves repentance. Amen. Oh, beloved. The Father, through John the Baptist, is telling us how to live. No longer living for self and the world, but actually live a life. Now, if you have repented, The Word of God just broke it down in the Amplified what repent looks like. It looks like you changing the way you think about sin and yourself. And understanding, number one, God is in control. And number two, when He returns, He's coming in judgment. Christ Jesus is coming back. Again, not as Savior, but as the righteous judge. So, John is saying, fine, since you have repented, well, live your life according to your repentance. Producing fruit in accordance with your change of mind and your new direction. You're not heading towards sin and that lake of fire, but you have done spiritually and mentally a 180 degree turn and you go back to God. And so that he, by his Holy Spirit, can sanctify you. Jesus says that it is the Father's will. That we be sanctified. Meaning what? Being made holy. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So during our time of sanctification, Holy Spirit is pruning and cutting the world off of us. So that these branches, we are the branches, right? Right? so that we can be able to produce good fruit, even finer, better fruit. But we must endure sanctification. So, before I get off my train of thought here, right, about our precious brother, it that meme said it all. Because... If we think for one moment that we can just cakewalk ourselves into heaven, carrying all of this baggage of sin, but we profess Jesus, Lord, Lord, we are not going to make it. And this is, yes, Holy Spirit, this is why I so love the word of God we will be without an excuse because the Lord tells us expressly how we are to live. Now that we are born again, we live lives in accordance to our repentance. So we have Luke 13. Mm Mm-hmm. Luke 13, verses 1 to 3 in particular, is the complete foundation for this podcast. Oh, absolutely. So if we look at verses 1 to 5, Luke 13, Christ Jesus is calling for repentance. Listen to this. Just at that time, some people came who told Jesus... About the Galileans whose blood Pilate the governor had mixed with their sacrifices? Jesus replied to, to them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered in this way? I tell you no, but unless... You repent, change your old way of thinking, turn from your sinful ways and live changed lives, you will all likewise perish. Amen. Verse 4. Or do you assume that those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed were worse sinners than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but unless you repent, change your old way of thinking, turn from your sinful evil ways, and live changed lives, you will all likewise perish. Amen. And beloved, guess what? The problem is most professing Christians do not believe this. Because we know sinners don't. Sinners are under the influence and power and sway of the devil. And they are in bondage to sin. They are slaves to sin. They hate Jesus, so they care absolutely nothing about what he says. But we who are in Christ, filled with his Holy Spirit, from Jesus, we see what's going to happen to sinners if they don't repent. He's telling us likewise. We too will all likewise perish. Perish like who? Perish like the unrepented sinner. Oh, beloved, listen, we got to catch this because many in the body of Christ are playing games. So, some days ago, right? I made a posting on Facebook, yes, aka the lion's den. So I made a posting on Facebook that said, you wanna know why the devil keeps quote unquote messing with you? You won't stop sinning. And then, and then I made another posting that said, nah. It's not the devil. It's you. You refuse to stop sinning. That's why your life is miserable. Repent and be obedient. Yes, beloved. And then, <laughs> and then I made another posting that said, now listen, I know I am intentionally trying to ruffle feathers and you want to know why because some people need to be literally snatched from hell's fire and lukewarm backsliding christians they better wake up they better wake themselves up and stop sinning so i said nah it's not the devil Mm -mm, it's you You refuse to stop sinning. And that's why your life is miserable. You got to repent. You got not only repent, but you got to obey. So listen, I wasn't done yet, right? What else I posted? So this next posting, right? I said, you want to know why? You want to know why you continue to sin even in Christ? It's because you want to sin, and therefore you do. And this is where some pushback began. You know, it's it's funny how straight-out sinners never, ever, rarely respond to anything I say. It be, in some cases, well-meaning followers of Jesus, but a whole lot of the time, it is lukewarm Christians pushing back on clean and holy living, who loves every bit of once I'm saved, I'm always saved. But this one brother and I believe he is filled with God's spirit, but he's he's kinda borderlining on that once I'm saved, I'm always saved. I don't know. All I know, he was alluding to the fact that, as a matter of fact, let me just read what he said. He said, this quote is incorrect because there is no such thing as sinning in Christ. And then he quotes 1 John 3, 5. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away sins and in him is no sin. Well, amen. Amen. That's what he said. Because the quote of mine he was talking about that was incorrect was when I posted, you want to know why you continue to sin even in Christ? It's because you want to sin and therefore you do. And so now I get it. I get what he's saying. So this is what I responded to him, right? So I said, this is for those who claim they are in Christ. And many are. Many are. However, they willfully go on sinning even after receiving the knowledge of the truth. And who most likely, if not all the time, but who most likely are here to the false doctrine of once saved, always saved. So I went on to say, these are they who go back to their vomit. This is why Jesus said he will tell many who call him, Lord, Lord, depart from me. I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. This is why many need to repent and no longer be lukewarm. Otherwise, like Jesus said again, you too will all likewise perish. Amen. And so he responded, yes, but such people aren't in Christ. Okay, let's stop right here because I'm I already know what angle and what narrative that he's trying to come from because those in the camp of once I'm saved, I'm always saved. Well, their common clapback, if you will, is that it's because, they were never saved in the first place. But again, we are not talking about false converts. We are talking about what the Bible is talking about those who are in Christ but choose anyway to deliberately, habitually continue to sin. And you want to know why? Yes, Holy Spirit. You want to know why? They in Christ who go to church, who are members of these apostate churches, the reason why they go on sinning is because of false doctrines. Namely, once I'm saved, I'm always saved. All I have to do is believe I'm covered by grace. And therefore, they live lives any kind of way, believing the ultimate in doctrines of devils. That once I'm saved, I'm always saved. Madness comes straight from Satan. We see it manifesting in the garden of Eden, telling Eve, no, no, you will not surely die. That teaching is all about you can disobey God and still live. When he said to Adam, no, you won't, you will surely die. You disobey me by eating from that tree. You will surely die, period, dot. But the devil came right behind and said, no, you won't. No, you won't. And then he started talking about some other madness. And that same core teaching is being taught in these denominational churches. So... Back to my response to him, no, 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 his response back to me because he was saying, okay, well, yes, but they were never in Christ. And then he says, I already proved, which he didn't, but you know what? Fine. Okay. I already proved that with the verse I gave you, which was what? First John three, five, that said, that says, but you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins and in him is no sin. Amen. So he said, let me go back up to where, right. Hold on. Hold on. I lost my little place here. Okay. Right. So, he's like, I already proved that with the verse I gave you. You aren't in Christ just because you believe. In Christ is no sin. You only remain in Christ when you are at war with sin and are thus in repentance. That is why Jesus warns us to remain in me Or else we can end up getting burned in the fire in the end. Well, amen. Because you see, it's like we, we are agreeing, right? If you just peel away what's happening in this thread, we are actually on one accord. That if you keep it up, that if you pull away from Jesus, you can end up, right, becoming like a broken off branch, yes, and to be thrown into the fire, to be burned, yes, well, that's true, but he's like on this real slippery slope about how in Christ... Since there's no sin in him, therefore there's no sin in us, which is correct. But what I'm talking about, I'm directing this post. I'm not directing this post to those who all of us got the memo. We can't keep playing around and then expect the kingdom. I'm directing this post as always to those rebellious children of light who are born again but they are being disobedient. I'm talking to them. So I'm not quite sure that he's getting that. I'm I can only surmise that he's thinking I'm talking to the obedient ones as well, but I but I wasn't. So then I responded I said, I totally get everything you are saying, because now I'm I'm trying to communicate with him as obedient children, because he's right, I'm right, because the Bible teaches us this. And therefore, we are correct when we tell folk, you got to repent, you must live clean and holy. So... I said, I totally get everything you are saying. However, some who are really in Christ are being disobedient to the Father. That although they are filled with His Spirit, they choose to willfully sin nonetheless, believing that because of grace, it is okay. I'm not talking about a false convert. I'm talking about those who are filled with his spirit, but because of false doctrines such as once saved, always saved, they go on sinning believing they are good to go. Like me, for instance, I am born of the spirit and totally filled with his spirit, but if I willfully decide and make a choice to sin and keep on doing it, then I'm being rebellious. Even after God chastens me, but because I'm not listening and continue to live a life of vomit, My expectation now can't be inheriting God's kingdom. That's what I told the brother. That's what I told him. Because you see, beloved, what's happening here is that this is somehow not getting across to most believers that It is doable and possible to have been in Jesus, but then leave Jesus. And I know they want to say, well, the reason for that is because they were never in Jesus. But listen, they were. They were. Christ himself tells us that if we don't remain in him, meaning that we were in him, but that if we don't, or if we stop abiding in him, we will become like broken off branches, cut off from the vine, and thrown into the fire to be burnt. Now I know it is comforting while one Is in their sins willfully to come back with well it's because that person was a false convert. They were they were never in Christ. No, the problem is they need to stop sinning, otherwise, like Jesus said in Luke 13, three to five, you too shall all likewise perish. Amen, period, dot, beloved. I'm telling you, my my Facebook feed was something else these couple of days. And that's why I so love it. When true brothers and sisters who are really working out their own salvation with fear and trembling, And who got the memo in Christ, we must remain faithful and obedient. I love it. We got the memo in Christ. We must remain faithful mm -hmm, and obedient and do not suffer a false teacher. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. And listen, some of you who are listening to my podcast, it is because you want to hear solid, sound teaching from the Word of God. Listen, beloved, I don't know how to sugarcoat the gospel. I don't know how to willfully twist the scriptures for my own agenda. I don't have an agenda, but what I do have is a mission and a warning For God's people, listen, the Lord Jesus Christ told me to tell the people they must repent and turn from their evil wicked ways because he is coming soon. And when he returns, he will have his reward with him. And he will give to everyone according to what they have done. Listen, they will either face Eternal destruction or inherit God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Listen, I have not been given another message. And by the grace of God through His Spirit, the same message on this podcast has been relayed, replayed, and conveyed over 700 times through these episodes on this podcast. Beloved, have you listened to these episodes? They all have the same common thread. You got to live clean and holy. Listen, 2 Timothy 2.19, right? Let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Amen. That's it. That is all I have ever been talking about on this podcast. Yes, to the glory of God. So, back to Facebook. Another brother in Christ wrote about this. He, he, he was asking if we had heard about this movement. It's called Born Again, a movement. So... He was saying that born-again Christians are not a movement. Neither are they a sect. This is what some denominational professing Christians sometimes say when we tell them they must be born again. or, Or when we tell them that belonging to some denomination group, or fellowship doesn't make anyone a Christian. The reason people say that Born Again is a movement is simply because they haven't been born again themselves. They have obviously never met Jesus Christ for real. Neither have they been forgiven and converted. The Lord Jesus Christ reveals himself to those who seek the truth with all of their hearts and who have a genuine desire to obey the truth. And when they are found by Christ, they cannot they cannot but break down in sorrow over their sins. They cannot but repent And to turn to him, seeing what he did for them on the cross, even though they were so undeserving. And then he goes on to say, the Holy Spirit of God then comes and lives in them. They are totally transformed, having been delivered from the powers of darkness and translated into the invisible kingdom of Christ, which is spiritual. Yes, that is born again, God in us For the first time, that experience is unlike any other and cannot be explained in words, like I just said. No, like like I just did. It has to be lived and experienced. Dear denominational Christian, you need to make sure that happened to you because without the Spirit Without the Spirit of God living in us, we simply don't belong to God. And that means we will still be under the power of Satan, belonging to this dark world and its vain little kingdoms. And then, he wraps up by saying, we need to find the fountain of eternal life. And we can do that if we simply look to the cross of Jesus, ask him what happened there, and don't relent. Read his words. If you really claim to be a Christian and obey them all, our souls are on the line for eternity. May God bless you. Amen, my brother. Oh, beloved. Now, I know that was a mouthful, but let us quickly just break down all what our brother just said. Because listen, in Christ Jesus, when we have really met The real Jesus, he comes and lives on the inside of us. We are filled with his spirit. We are transformed, completely born anew, born again from the spirit of God. In us lives the kingdom. By studying his word, we find out now how to live. Because our whole lives, we were living in darkness. Being slaves in the kingdom of darkness. We didn't know any other way to live. But now that we have light. Jesus Christ. He tells us to go, comma, and sin no more. Right. Now, we do have false converts. Who, because again, these denominational churches are preaching a fake phony Jesus that is just okey-doke. With your sin, you can live however you want and still go to heaven. All you got to do is say a sinner's prayer. You are forever sealed as a child of God. Your past, your present, and your future sins were all nailed to the cross. This is why they don't teach repentance. For what? I'm good to go, but you're not. So we, yes, there are many false converts. However, if we continue to study the word of God, it warns us that those who are truly in Christ, It warns us not to go back to our vomit. Yes, Holy Spirit. The reason why the warnings are there is because it is doable and capable that some who are in Christ to slip up and slide their way back to their vomit. If it wasn't possible then the apostles would never have given such a warning. Even Christ himself gave the warning to not leave him. For otherwise, if you do, you will become like a broken off branch, useless, no longer attached. Vitally united and connected to the vine, which is Him. The vine dresser, which is the Father, will make the call, and the reapers will come and gather such branches. What branches? Because He's not talking about sinners' branches, He's not talking about false convert branches. He's talking about branches that were connected to Christ. And therefore, they broke themselves off. It wasn't nothing Christ did, it was they chose, for whatever reason, to get back under the influence of Satan through his teachings coming out of their apostate denominational churches. Because listen, as we can witness to the fact that when you truly repent, when you get the understanding about that lake of fire and about how God ain't playing, you can be a Jew Or a Gentile. We can all still get it. Christ told us. We can all still get it. And if we continue. To live lives. Characterized by sin. Our expectation. Is not the kingdom. But of fiery judgment. So. Depending on what you truly focusing on. Now, I do get what the other brother on Facebook was saying that how if you are truly in Christ, then you don't make it a practice of sinning. And he's correct. Oh, I'm a witness just like you are a witness. Totally agree. But let's not discount the fact that some of our brothers and sisters in Christ are cutting up. Cutting up. So those postings that I make is not toward those who are actually living lives, keeping with their repentance. So, I'm, I'm just thinking maybe he thought I was talking about the obedient ones. And yes, there are many false converts. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Just like there are disobedient children who are filled with his spirit. This is why John says in 1 John 1, 9... Confess your sin. He's talking to believers because, sad to say, believers do sin. So, he's telling us, dear ones, if you commit a sin, confess it, go to the Father. He is faithful and just. He will forgive you. Yes. And not only that, but he will cleanse you, purge you from all unrighteousness. So, I was just trying to convey, let's not be blind to the fact that some are born again, but they are disobedient. And they choose, choose to sin. So... Like, like I had said before, how that false doctrine, once saved, always saved, got any traction is beyond me. Some of us got duped because Jesus said, look, here we go again. John fifteen six. if anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers, and dies, and they gather such branches, and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Amen. So again, let me be really repetitive here. To remain not in Jesus means, excuse me, you willfully turned your back and left the only one that can save you from God's wrath. That means at one time you were following him, but now you're not. So it is true. You can be in Christ, having received the knowledge of truth, tasted, tasted the goodness of the Lord, only to return back to your vomit. You have foolishly forfeited your salvation and the grace that was so freely given to you. We got to be aware, beloved. Christ gave the warning. So we need to stop listening to all of these tickling ear messages that captivates rebellious inclinations and turn back to God and remain faithful to Jesus. Amen. So, I'm telling you, the Bible is so profitable. It's so profitable in training in righteousness and correcting bad moral behavior. Children of God, can and have and sadly will continue to be rebellious one of the first prophecy the lord gave me in this work he has called me to do the father said and i and at the time i had no idea what he meant by this he said To bring his lights to him. And I was like. What does that mean? Because. I'm like well. I know in the Bible we are called children of light. Of the light. And that he's the father of light. And Jesus says I am the light of the world. And I'm like. So what, what does he mean by bringing his children of light to him. And for about maybe a year and a half, two years, I kept pondering and pondering and seeking the Lord. What do you mean by that? And then one day, the Holy Spirit gave me understanding. What the Lord has given me to do was to bring his rebellious prodigal sons and daughters back to the father so you can't say that those in Christ will not ever sin we don't make it a practice to have lives that are characterized by sin but guess what Many are prodigal. And therefore, he is calling for his messengers among the brethren to be our brother's keeper, to say, Hey, here's my bell. <laughs> hey, stop sinning. What you doing? Your life is not glorying. The father is not bringing him glory. You're not glorifying the father by the way you are living. Now you know better. You know better. Because we are not preaching among the false converts. They still need to get their business straight with God. Otherwise, they ain't gonna make it. And this is so why we go hard for the gospel. Listen, this is not a game. Eternity awaits us all. And if we keep playing around with these wolves and sheep's clothing, buying the lie that we can live any kind of way, however we want and still make it in, we won't. No, we will not because, well, I believe in the last episode, how I talked about pruning and that how pruning is not a punishment for the follower of Jesus. It is a reward. The father is the vine dresser who prunes the life of everyone who abides in Christ and bears the fruit of Christ. Spiritual pruning enhances spiritual growth by removing whatever inhibits spiritual growth. Without, listen, without remaining in Christ Jesus, we will become withered, broken off, branches useful only for the fires of hell amen beloved I believe enough has been said we must walk in love we must. we must obey the Father and the Son and not grieve Holy Spirit remember always The devil is a liar. He is the father of lies. The biggest lie told to humans by that crafty devil is that you can disobey God and still live. And this has been our number one problem since day one. Day one. That's why... I was inspired by Holy Spirit to title today's podcast. Have you fallen into the trap as a Christian, a.k.a. prodigal child, who keeps on sinning? If you truly love Jesus, you will settle down, buckle in, and put away any and all sins that so easily besets you. We can't live hypocritical, self-righteous lives. We gotta be all in or all out because the Christ made it so clear in Matthew 7 that he is going to tell many on the day that he judges the inhabited world in righteousness, depart from me. I never knew you. I never knew you. Because for the fact that these false prophets and many Christians say, Lord, Lord, They believe they have a a relationship, if not what, a personal relationship with Jesus. But you see, the thing about our Lord that I love so much, he is the truth. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, right? No man comes to the Father except through him. Look at what he says, who he is. He is the truth. We are not going to find any truth apart from Jesus Christ. This world has many truths, but it is false worldly truths. Yeah, they got a bunch of truths that lines right up with Satan's teachings. But their quote-unquote truths are going to lead them straight to that lake of fire. So, if the person truth say a thing, then that's what it is. That's what it is. He has been made wisdom unto us. So it it does us no good to try to twist and distort what he has said about repentance, about broken off branches, about who his true sheep really are. And he has given his teachings to his disciples that we glean from today. The message has not ever changed nor will it ever if we don't repent and if we don't stop sinning we going to perish period dot and we cannot keep playing around with our salvation and grieving holy spirit just bucking up against his sanctifying holy work in our lives so Enough has been said. That's all I got for you today, beloved. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, hallowed be thy holy, righteous, good name. Father, you are good to us. Good to us. And your commands are not burdensome. They are not grievous. For us to obey, we willingly want to obey. We willingly want to live pleasing lives before your sight. And if we are missing it in any way, show us, rebuke us, cleanse us, chasten us, discipline us, because. We don't want to fall into a false sense of quote unquote eternal security only to lift our eyes in a burning hell, trying to figure out how, why me? I said the sinner's prayer, I went to church, I tithe every single week, why am I, why am I in hell? hell? Why am I being thrown into the lake of fire? I said, Jesus, Lord, Lord. Oh, Father, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for sound teaching. Teach us your way. Show us the real way to go because Christ said, there are only two gates two gates that lead to two different destinations he also said you cannot serve two masters and many many are trying to prove him wrong that they can have this present evil world and the kingdom of god too they a lot of the times put Christ Jesus on the back burner because they have a plan for their lives. They wanna be part of the world system in terms of fame, fortune, and success. But Father, you have told us in Isaiah 50, verses 10 through 11, That if we walk by the light that we have set ablaze for ourselves and we don't obey and we don't follow, well, this is what we can expect from your hand. You said we will lie down in a place of pain. Oh, Father, thank you for your mercy and your grace. And I pray that you continue to give us messages, prophecies, to bring to your people, to warn them. Oh, Father, I love what our precious brother has said over there on Facebook, that God never sends a prophet to make you rich. God's prophets... Warn the people to turn from their evil, wicked ways and repent. Judgment day is coming. We must, Father, we must be prepared to meet the King of glory. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for sound, wholesome teachings, your doctrines. Help us to remain on the straight and narrow way that leads to eternal life. Thank you for all the goodness you have bestowed on us, both spiritual blessings and physical blessings. You do bless your children, just like any father in the natural blesses and give gifts to their children? Well, how much more so that when we receive gifts from you. Sometimes words fail me to express the magnitude of my gratitude for my salvation. all I can say is thank you. Thank you. I agree with every psalm, every proverb, every jot and tittle of your word, Father. I believe it. I may not understand all of it, but what you have made clear to me, I'm holding on to that. I am going to cherish it like a pearl Mm, of great. And I pray for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I pray for wisdom, discernment, and a sound mind. Keep us from falling, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen, amen. Glory be to the Most High God who saved a wretch like me. Hallelujah. Oh, beloved. Repent. Come on. Stop sinning and turn back to God. Believe everything Jesus has to say. Believe it. Believe it. And Lord willing, until next time, I shall be speaking to you all soon. Praise the living God. Bye for now.